In this episode of the Living for Truth podcast, we resume our reading of Christianity Through the Centuries, A History of the Christian Church by Earl E. Carnes. We come now to chapter 27 in the section titled Reformation and Counter-Reformation in the years 1517 through 1648. Chapter 27, Luther and the German Reformation. Not enough emphasis has been given to the Reformation as a religious movement that took place, for the most part, among people of Germanic stock in northern and western Europe. Most of the nations that adopted the principles of the Reformation had never been a part of the old Roman Empire, nor had they been border territories. The Latin nations of southern Europe did not accept the Reformation. Rather, they remained true to the Roman Catholic system. Perhaps the rationalistic and critical spirit of the Renaissance took so great a hold on the people of southern Europe that they were not concerned with matters of the spirit. It is likely that they were satisfied with a religion that was external and formal and that left them free to devote their lives to the enjoyment of material things. Even the Renaissance popes gave more time to cultural pursuits than they did to their religious functions. Whatever the ultimate reason may be, The Protestant Reformation found no congenial home with south of the Alps, but its principles were welcomed by the people of Teutonic descent. Several reasons may account for this phenomenon. The German humanists, with their negative satirical criticism of the Roman Church in such books as Erasmus's In Praise of Folly, and with their presentation of a more positive Christianity, which they saw in the Greek Testament, were widely read by the cultivated classes of northern Europe. Such reading created a spirit of discontent with the papal system and a desire to have reform in religion. Another reason may be that the mystical tradition of religion was more strongly entrenched in Teutonic lands than in Italy or Spain. The student will remember that most of the important mystics were German or Dutch, the pious burgher reads or read his imitation of Christ and endeavored to make his religion practical. They were not at this time so sophisticated in their culture as the southern Europeans. Because Germany had no powerful nation ruler to protect her interests, it was easier for the papacy to get money from her. The opening up of new mines created new wealth in Germany, and the papacy wanted to tap this wealth. The Roman Church also owned much land in Germany. In addition, the German middle class were were subjected to financial abuses by the hierarchy. Nationalism and resentment against the drain of wealth from Germany combined to create an atmosphere that would be favorable to whatever movement might lead a revolt against Rome. The main issue, however, was, how can I be saved? The man and the hour met in 16th century Germany. Germany had her Luther, in whom all the forces of opposition to Rome could be concentrated in a declaration of spiritual independence. Up to 1517, Luther went through a formative period. At the end of this period, he was critical of the indulgent system. Between 1518 and 1521, he was forced to break with the church. In 1522 to 1530 was a period of organization, and from 1531 to the Peace of Augsburg in 1555, 
Lutheranism, led by Luther and, after his death, by his friend Melanchthon, faced an era of conflict with Romanism and the consolidation of its gains. Roman numeral one, Luther's formative years to 1517. Martin Luther was born November 10th, 1483, in a little town of Eiselben. His father, who was of free peasant stock, had migrated from the ancestral home some distance from Eiselben. He gained wealth from the copper mines of that area, in which he had an interest and became a man of considerable wealth. Although he owned shares in six copper mines and two smelters by 1511, times were still difficult for the family when Luther was born. Luther was raised under the strict discipline of those times. He told of being whipped by his mother until the blood came because his because he had stolen a nut. One morning in the, the Latin school at Mansfield, he was whipped 15 times. His peasant parents, particularly his pious but superstitious mother, inculcated many of the superstitions of their class in him. Some of these terrors haunted him as he struggled so long in seeking salvation for his soul. His love for hard work, of hard work, his strong will, and his practical conservatism were present in him from the beginning. After a short period in the school of the Brethren of the Common Life in Magdeburg, Luther was sent to school in Eisenach between 1498 and 1501. He was given food and lodging by kindly friends, such as Ursula Cotta. Here, he received the advanced instruction in Latin that was essential if he were to go on to the university. In 1501, at the University of Erfurt, he began to study the philosophy of Aristotle under the influence of teachers who followed the, no, the nominalistic ideas of William of Ockham. William had taught that revelation was the only guide in the realm of faith. Reason was the guide to truth in philosophy. Thus, Luther's philosophical studies at Erfurt made him aware of the need of divine intervention if people were to know spiritual truth and be saved. In 1502, he received the Bachelor of Arts degree, and in 1505, he was granted the degree of Masters of Arts, Master of Arts. His father wished him to study law, but in 1505, Luther became frightened during a severe thunderstorm on the road near Stotternheim and promised St. Anne that he would become a monk if he were spared. Perhaps his growing concern about his soul was brought to a focus by this experience early in July 1505, an experience that his father dryly suggested may be, quote, a trick of the devil, end quote. About two weeks later, he entered a monastery of the Augustinian order at Erfurt. In 1507, he was ordained and celebrated his first Mass. During the winter of 1508, he taught theology one semester at a new university that had been founded in Wittenberg by Frederick, the elector of Saxony, in 1502. His studies at Erfurt were also mainly theological. These studies only made his soul struggle more intense, but he found some help in the admonitions of the godly Johann von Stappitz, 1469-1524, the vicar general of his order, who urged him to trust God and to study the Bible. 
In the winter of 1510 and 1511, he was sent to Rome on business for his order. There he saw something of the corruption and luxury of the Roman church and came to realize the need for reform. He spent much time visiting churches and viewing the numerous relics that were in Rome. He was shocked by the levity of the Italian priests who could say several masses while he said one. Luther was finally transferred to Wittenberg in 1511. Here, during the next year, he became a professor of Bible and received his Doctor of Theology degree. He held the position of lecturer in biblical theology until his death. At this time, he was also given the office in the tower where he came to a realization of justification by faith. It was in the university that he had a loyal band of fellow professors and students accepted the faith that was so, was to spread over Germany. Luther began to lecture in the vernacular on the books of the Bible, and in order to do so intelligently, he began to study the original languages of the Bible. He gradually developed the idea that only the, in the Bible could true authority be found. From 1513 to 1515, he lectured on the Psalms. From 1515 to 1517, on Romans, and later on Galatians and Hebrews. Between 1515 and 1519, while preparing these lectures, he found the peace of soul that he had not been able to find in rites, acts of asceticism, or in famous German theology of the mystics, which he published in German in 1516. A reading of Romans 1.17 convinced him that only faith in Christ could make one just before God. From that time on, sola fide, or justification by faith, sola scriptura, the idea that the scriptures are the only authority for sinful people in seeking salvation, and sola sacredos, the priesthood of believers, became the main points in his theological system. Stapitz, the visit to Rome, the writings of the mystics, and the writings of the church fathers, especially those of Augustine, had been formative influences in his life, but it was his study of the Bible that led him to trust in Christ alone for his salvation. In 1517, Johann Tetzel, circa 1469 to 1524, the wily agent of Archbishop Albert, began his sale of indulgences at Jutebach near Wittenberg. Albert was to receive half of his proceeds to pay off the loan from the Fugger banks, bankers, while the other half was to, be, was to go to Leo X to help pay for the building of St. Peter's Cathedral in Rome. Thus, even though he was underage to be an archbishop, Albert was consecrated. Luther and those who followed him in his newfound faith resented the exploitation of the people by this nefarious system and he decided to make public protest. Tetzel claimed that repentance was not necessary for the buyer of an indulgence, and that the indulgence gave complete forgiveness of all sin. On October 31, 1517, Luther posted his 95 theses on the door of the castle church in Wittenberg, Germany. In them, he condemned the abuses of the indulgence system and challenged all comers to a debate on the matter. A reading of the 95 Theses will reveal that Luther was merely criticizing abuses of the indulgence system. However, during the years between 1518 and 1521, he was forced to accept the idea of separation from the Roman system as the only way 
to get a reform that would involve a return to the ideal of the church revealed in the scriptures. The translation into German and the printing of the thesis spread Luther's ideas rapidly. Roman numeral two, the break with Rome, 1518 to 1521. After the publication of the theses, Tetzel endeavored to use all the power of the Dominican order to silence Luther, who found support in the Augustinian order. It was this conflict in the years er, earlier years of the Reformation that gave rise to the foolish charge of the rationalists that the Reformation was only, quote, a squabble of monks, end quote. Luther was ordered to debate the problem before members of his order at Heidelberg in 1518. But little came to the debate except a widening circle of those who accepted Luther's ideas, including Martin Bucher, 1491 to 1551. A valuable ally, who later supplemented Luther's bold courage with his gen gentle reasonableness, came to Wittenberg as professor of Greek in 1518. At the age of 21, Philip Melanchthon, 1497 to 1560, was already well trained in the classical languages and Hebrew. While Luther became the great prophetic voice of the Reformation, Melanchthon became its theologian. He and others of the Wittenberg faculty loyal loyally supported Luther's views. By the fall of 1518, Luther was insisting that his only authority in the coming dispute would be neither the Pope nor the Church, but the Bible. He would have fallen before the Dominicans had it not been for the aid of Frederick, the elector of Saxony, who was one of those who elected the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. When Luther was summoned to appear before the imperial Diet of Augsburg in 1518, Frederick promised that he would give his powerful support to this brave reformer. The Pope did not seem to realize the extent of popular support for Luther in Germany. At the Diet, Luther met Cardinal Kegetan, who demanded that he retract his views, but Luther refused to do this until he should become convinced of their falsity by Scripture. He also denied the Pope as the final authority in faith and morals, and the usefulness of the sacraments without faith. Earlier in 1519, Luther promised the papal nuncio, Karl von Maltitz, that he would not proclaim his views if his opponents also kept silent. Later, Luther appealed to, for a general council to deal with the problem. In July of 1519, he debated with John Eck, 1486, to 1543 at Leipzig. The clever Eck was able to force Luther into an admission of the fallibility of the general council, his unwillingness to accept the decisions of the Pope, and the validity of many of Huss's ideas. In 1520, Luther decided to carry the issue to the German people by the publication of three pamphlets. The names of these pamphlets are The Address to the German Nobility, was aimed at the hierarchy. Rome claimed that spiritual authority was superior to temporal authority, that the Pope alone could interpret the scriptures, and that no one but the Pope could call a council. After stating the arguments for these claims, Luther proceeded to demolish them from scripture. He stated that princes should reform the church when necessary, that the Pope should not interfere in civil affairs, and that all believers were spiritual priests of God. 
who could interpret scripture and had the right to choose their own ministers. In October, he published his Babylonian Captivity. In this pamphlet, he widened his attack by challenging the sacramental system of Rome. The first document had been a historical attack on the hierarchy, but this pamphlet attacked the center of the Roman system, the sacraments as a means of grace when dispensed by the priesthood. Luther emphasized the sure validity of only the Lord's Supper and baptism. Henry VIII won from the Pope the title of Defender of the Faith for himself and future English royalty by his attempt to answer this attack of Luther on the sacramental system. The third pamphlet, called The Freedom of the Christian Man, really attacked the theology of the Roman Church by its assertion of the priesthood of all believers as a result of their personal faith in Christ. The issues were clearer than ever now that Luther had attacked the hierarchy, sacraments, and theology of the Roman Church and was appealing for national reform. In June of 1520, Leo X issued the bull, Exurge Domine, and this eventually resulted in the excommunication of Luther. Luther's books were also burned at Cologne. Not to be outdone, Luther prompted, burnt, promptly burned Leo's bull publicly on December 10, 1520. Charles V, 1500 to 1558, the new emperor issued a summons for an imperial diet at Worms in the spring of 1521, at which Luther was to appear to answer for his views. Luther went to Worms with his assurance of protection by Frederick, who was the elector of Saxony and founder of Wittenberg University and other German princes. He again refused to recant unless he could be convinced of fault by, quote, the testimony of the scriptures, end quote, or by reason. He said that he would take his stand on this alone and appealed to God for help. His friends kidnapped him on the road back to Wittenberg and took him to Wartburg Castle, where he remained until 1522. After his departure from Worms, the Diet issued an edict that ordered any subject of the emperor to seize Luther and to turn him over to the authorities. The reading of these writings was also banned. Roman numeral three. Years of separation, 1522 to 1530. During the trying year of May, 15, May 1521 to March 1522, Melanchthon was not idle. His short work on the theology of the reformers at Wittenberg, Loci Communis, came out in 1521. This little work in Latin was the first major theological treatise of the Reformation and went through numerous editions during the lifetime of its author. It established Melanchthon as the theologian of the Lutheran movement. Melanchthon rejected the authority of the Roman Church, the Fathers, and the Canon Law, and the Scholastics. He put the Bible above these as the final authority for Christians. His little book grew out of the study of his study of Paul's epistle to Rome, to the Romans. In it, Melanchthon attempted to deal with the quote, most common topics of theological science, end quote, in a methodical fashion, in order that he might, quote, incite people to the scriptures, end quote. He pictured man bound by sin and unable to help himself. The law, he wrote, cannot help because its main function is to reveal sin. God must initiate the work of the salvation that the individual receives by faith in Christ. Luther, who recognized that he was bold and violent where Melanchthon was ironic and gentle, 
fully approved of his work as the theological expression of his ideas. He characterized it as immortal. Melanchthon also set up the German school system for village schools to universities. He was responsible for the Augsburg Confession. For 30 years, this ironic scholar was Luther's friend and colleague. But neither had Luther been idle during the enforced residence at Wartburg Castle between May 1521 and March 1522. Making use of Erasmus's edition of the Greek New Testament, the Greek Testament, he completed his German translation of the New Testament in less than a year. The whole Bible, including the Apocrypha, was translated from the original languages into German by 1534. When it was published, it not only gave the German people the Bible in their own tongue, but also set the standard from the German language. He also wrote On Monastic Vows, in which he urged monks and nuns to repudiate their wrongful vows, to leave the cloister, and to marry. Luther was indeed a national hero, and held in high regard by prince, peasant, and humanist, and knight alike. But his policies in the subject subsequent years alienated some of those who had followed him so readily at first. While he was at Wartburg, Nicholas Storch and Marcus Stubner, who were known as the Zwackjau prophets, appeared at Wittenberg and began preaching ideas similar to some of the Anabaptist ideas. They taught that the kingdom of God would soon appear on earth and that their followers would have skeptical re special revelations. The, the usually unstable Karlstadt was influenced by them. At the risk of his life, Luther returned to Wittenberg in 1522. After eight fiery sermons in which he stressed the authority of the Bible and the need for gradual change in the church, he defeated Zwakia prophets. The radical wing of the Reformation, however, felt from this time on that it could not count on help from Luther, and in 1535, Luther broke openly with the Anabaptist movement. Luther also lost the support of the humanists, such as Erasmus, by 1525. Erasmus had supported Luther's demands for reform at first, but recoiled when he saw that Luther's views would lead to a break with Rome. He also disagreed with Luther's view that man's will was so bound that the initiative in salvation must come from God. Erasmus emphasizes the freedom of human will in his book, The Freedom of the Will, which he published in 1524. Luther denied freedom of the will in his 1524 book, The Bondage of the Will. The peasants also became hostile to Luther in 1525 when he opposed the peasants' revolt. The peasants had heard him denounce the authority of the church and assert the authority of the scripture and the right of the individual to come directly to God for salvation. They applied these arguments to, the, to their social and economic problems. Feudalism had caused much oppression of the peasants, and in their, quote, 12 articles, end quote, of 1525, they demanded the reform of feudal abuses that could be demonstrated as abuses on the authority of the scriptures. At first, in his admonition to peace in April 1525, he urged the peasants to patience and the lords to redress the grievances of the peasants. When Luther realized that this revolutionary social movement might endanger the Reformation and might subvert the foundations of orderly government, even the Protestant provinces, 
he urged the princes to in violent language in his pamphlet against the plundering and murderous hordes of peasants to put down disorder. The authorities needed to needed no urging to use severe measures and slaughtered about 100,000 peasants. Southern German peasants remained in the Roman Catholic Church, partly because of this apparent betrayal of them by Luther. Others felt that Luther's repudiation of monastic vows by his marriage to the escaped nun Catherine von Bora in 1499 and 1550 in 1525 was an abrupt, unjustified break with the past. Luther, however, always felt that he had done the right thing and derived much joy from his home life. His six children, as well as numerous students, graced his table to such an extent at times that his Katie was hard-pressed to provide the the necessary food. He sometimes jocularly called her his Kate, which means chain. The also, excuse me, It also was unfortunate that Luther could not see his way clear to join forces with Zwingli, who was leading the Reformation in the northern cantons of Switzerland. Luther and Zwingli met in the fall of 1529 in what was known as the Marburg Colloquy at the Marburg Castle of Philip of Hesse. They agreed on over 14 out of the 15 propositions but disagreed on how Christ was present in the elements of communion. Zwingli contended that communion was a memorial of Christ's death, but Luther argued that there was a real physical presence of Christ in the common in the communion, though the substance of bread and wine did not change. Just as iron remains iron but becomes cherry red when it is heated, so he contended that the substance of the bread and the wine do not change, but that around and under the symbols there is a real physical presence of Christ. Events in Germany forced Luther into a position where he had to develop church organization and liturgy suitable for his followers. At the Diet of Spire in 1526, the princely followers of Luther were able to get the Diet to agree that until a general council met, the ruler of each state would be free to follow what he felt was the correct faith. The principle of cos regio us religio, that the ruler should choose the religion of his state, was adopted for the time being. The fact that Emperor Charles V was fighting to prevent his French foe Francis I from gaining control of Italy during the 1520s, the Eastern Turkish threat, and the absence of many Catholic German princes at the Diet may account for this decision and the later rapid growth of the Lutheran movement. A second Diet at Spire in 1529 canceled the decision of the previous Diet and declared that the Roman Catholic faith was the only legal faith. The six princely followers of Luther and representatives of 14 free cities read a protestation. From then on, they were known as Protestants by their opponents. Such was their, was the honored derivation of the word, quote-unquote, Protestant. In 1530, the Diet of Augsburg was held, and Melanchthon, with Luther's approval, had drawn up the Augsburg Confession, which was presented at the Diet. It became the official creed of the Lutheran Church. 
It was the first of several creeds that made the period between 1517 and 1648 as great a period of Protestant creedal development as the period between 325 and 451 had been for the development of the ecumenical creeds of the Church, such as Nicene Creed. Only seven of the 29 articles were negative, being repudiations of religious abuses. The remaining articles were positive statements of the Lutheran faith. Luther drew up the German Mass and and order of service in 1526. Luther had also drawn up the short catechism in 1529 as a concise statement of the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, and other matters of theology and liturgy. The Wittenberg faculty in 1535 began to examine and ordain ministerial candidates. The Lutheran movement then made rapid progress in northern Germany, despite armed opposition from the emperor and the Catholic princes. Roman numeral 4. The Era of German Religious Wars and Territorial Church Organization, 1531-1555. The Protestant princes decided to organize for mutual defense and formed the Schmalkaldic League early in 1531. They agreed to defend their faith by force of arms if necessary. The emperor was kept busy with wars against the Turks and the French between 1532 and 1542, and the Protestant League did not have to fight. Thus, Lutheranism was able to make great gains in Germany, in northern Germany. The Lutheran order of ordination in 1535 meant an ecclesiastical break with the Roman hierarchy. Luther's last years were troubled by the bigamy of Philip of Hesse in 1504-1567, one of his supporters, when he married Margaret von der Sell in 1540 without the formality of divorcing his first wife. Luther temporized at this point was consistent to the second marriage and by urging that it kept be kept secret. In 1546, he died, leaving the Lutheran movement to the leadership of Melanchthon. Finally, the emperor was ready to, for war with the German Protestants, and the Schmalkaldic Wars occupied the state of Germany history, German history between 1546 and 1552. Fighting was finally ended by the Peace of Augsburg in 1555. The agreement put Lutheranism on a basis of legal equality with Roman Catholicism in Germany. The prince was to determine the, re- the religion in his territory, but any deserters were to be given the right to emigrate. If a Catholic leader turned Protestant, he must give up his position. This agreement safeguarded the Roman Catholic control of the areas of southern Germany that were predominantly Roman Catholic. This was a step toward religious pluralism. It is significant that the Peace of Augsburg made the prince of a power in the religious affairs of the church. As early as 1539, a consistory was appointed by elector John Frederick in Wittenberg to serve as a court in cases involving discipline and divorce. During the next decade, the consistory became a governing body to govern the affairs of the church under the supervision of the prince. Superintendents who had been used as early as 1527 in Saxony by the princes, were sent out to supervise the affairs of the local church. Luther believed that in order and Luther believed in order and wrote 
that although the state had no right to interfere with the individual in the matter of salvation, the state was given the sword by God to maintain order so that the godly might live their lives in peace. The ruler of the state was reasonable to God for the manner in which he ruled the state. Luther was, however, opposed to revolution to overthrow an arbitrary and oppressive government on the grounds that time and external enemies would correct the condition. The territorial churches included all baptized persons with superintendents appointed by and responsible to the prince for uniform worship and discipline of pastors. Luther was indeed one of the titanic figures of the church because of his influence on later times as well as on his own era. The national Lutheran churches of Germany and the Scandinavian countries were a result of his work. To these churches he gave the large and small catechisms, postals, which were sermonic aids for the minister, a system of church government which he, to a large extent, developed the German Bible, which helped to standardize, standardize the German language, and beautiful and stately hymns such as A Mighty Fortress, were, which were to be sung in the vernacular by the whole congregation. He urged Melanchthon to set up a system of universal elementary schools and education in Germany in order that the people might be taught to read the Bible in the vernacular. He urged his duty upon the governing bodies of Germany, of German cities in a letter to them in 1524. And in 1530, he wrote concerning the duty of parents to send their children to school. Universal compulsory elementary education had its early beginnings in his efforts. He was also interested in secondary schools and university education. Luther restored preaching to its rightful place in the church, and thus recreated a medium of spiritual instruction that had been so widely used in the early church. Above all, he awakened in his day to the fact that the culture was not merely a matter of reason, but of regeneration by faith in Christ. He did not repudiate the individualism, individualism of the Renaissance, but made it a spiritual matter as the individual was brought into saving relationship with God by faith in Jesus Christ. In the place of an authoritative church, he put an authoritative Bible as the infallible rule of faith and practice that each believer priest must use for guidance in matters of faith and morals. Luther did not repudiate the necessity of a corporate relationship of the individual and others in the church. On the contrary, he was insistent on the importance of communion with, quote, other members of the body of Christ, end quote. The church was to be under the authority of the ruler instead of the pope. Roman numeral 5. Lutheranism, 1555 to 1580. From the Peace of Augsburg until the publication of the book, the Book of Concord in 1580, the peace of the Lutheran Church of the Lutheran Churches was marred by internal doctrinal controversy. Most of the issues were similar to the points on which Melanchthon had, and Luther had had differences of opinion. One dispute concerned the place of the law in preaching. Luther had urged the preaching of the law as a means of revealing to men how sinful they were. Others urged that only the gospel should be preached because it was the gospel that brought salvation. The majoristic controversy, or majoristic controversy, grew out of George Major's contention 
that good works were an important part of salvation, even though one was saved by faith alone. Those Lutherans who were close followers of Luther argued that this was really a return to the Roman doctrine of salvation by faith and works. Arguments also developed over the Lord's Supper and over whether or not the human will was able to cooperate with the divine grace and salvation. Because these disputes created political as well as religious disunity, the princes of Germany decided that the problems must be settled if the Lutheran movement was not to go to pieces. A document known as the Formula of Concord was com- completed in 1517, excuse me, 1577, and published in 1580. Most of the Lutherans of Germany accepted this expression of their theology. Lutheran theologians also took up the task of creating a complete statement of Lutheran theology that would differentiate it from the Roman Catholic theology. This was done by the preparation of the Book of Concord in 1580. The book contained the three great universal creeds of the church, of the early church and the various Lutheran formulas that had been drawn up between 1529 and 1580. These disputes made the Lutherans very conscious of the importance of doctrine and brought about a viewpoint that emphasized correctness of doctrine. This emphasis at times led to a cold scholarly orthodoxy that tended to ignore the more subjective spiritual aspects of Christianity. The pietistic movement arose in the 17th century as a reaction to this strong intellectual emphasis. Roman numeral 6. Lutheranism in Scandinavia. By the union of Kalmar in 1397, Denmark, Norway, and Sweden came under control of the Danish ruler. Church reform in Denmark began in the reign of the nephew of Frederick of Saxony, Christian II, 1513, through 1523, who had strong humanistic sympathies and was anxious to free the crown from the control that a council of nobles and the clergy were able to exert over it. He wanted to create a state church that would be under royal control. His successor, Frederick I, 1523 to 33, was favorably disposed to the Lutheran faith and permitted Hans Tossen, 1494 to 1561, to do in Denmark what Luther had done in Germany. Towson was helped greatly by the publication of a Danish translation of the New Testament in 1524. Frederick came out openly in favor of the Reformation in 1526 and made Towson the royal chaplain. He was loyally supported by the common people, who were disgusted with the corruption of the higher clergy and the indulgence traffic. By 1530, a Lutheran confession of faith was available and Frederick's successor, Christian III, had the Diet of 1536 abolished the Roman, the Roman religion and confiscate all Roman church property. This property was, the divided, was then divided between the king and the nobles. From 1539 on, Lutheranism was the state religion of Denmark. Because Norway was dominated by Denmark until 1814, it had to accept the religious challenges that came in Denmark. Lutheranism was introduced into Norway during the reign of Frederick I and became the state religion in 1539, during the reign of Christian III. A clergyman by the name of Geiser Einersen, who had come under the influence of the Lutheranism of University at Wittenberg during his stay in Germany, preached Lutheran doctrines in Iceland upon his return in 1533. 
and when he became bishop in 1540, he introduced Lutheranism into the bishopric. He published the New Testament in Icelandic to promote the cause of Protestantism. By 1554, Lutheranism became the official religion of Iceland, by royal decree. Sweden became independent of Denmark in 1523 and by the Revolution of 1529 during the reign of Christian II. Her new reforming ruler, Gustavus Vasa, 1523-1560, also favored the Reformation as a tool whereby he could confiscate the wealth of the Roman Church. Alavius, Alavus Petri, 1493-1552, after three years' study in Wittenberg, did the work in Sweden that Luther had done in Germany, and laid the popular base for reform. Petri's work enabled the ruler to bring Sweden into the Lutheran fold. A Swedish translation of the New Testament in 1526 had made it possible for the reading public to come the reading public to compare the teaching of their clergy with the Bible, so that they could see that the Lutheran doctrines of Petri were nearer to the scriptures. Lutheranism was made the religion of the state at the Diet of Vesteras, held in 1527, and was accepted gradually by the people. During Gustavus Vasa's long reign from 1523 to 1560, the Reformation was thoroughly established in his country. The Reformation spread from Sweden to Finland because Finland was controlled by Sweden, and Michael Agricola, 1508-1557, was its apostle in that country. He became archbishop about 1510 and produced a Finnish New Testament, by which he also made a written Finnish language. By 1530, the Lutheran faith became that of the Finnish people and their leaders. Lutheranism was also influential in other countries. Lutheran ideas laid the groundwork for the Reformation in Scotland, under John Knox. Lutherans also spread their teachings in England. Even though these countries finally adopted other forms of Reformation, Lutheranism was a factor in the transition from Catholicism to Protestantism. Lutheranism was temporarily triumphed in Poland, but divisions among those favorable to the Lutheran faith and internal struggle enabled the Roman Church to regain Poland for Catholicism. It was in Germany and in the Scandinavian lands that Lutheranism made the greatest and most permanent gains. The authority of the Bible which the Lutheran leaders translated into the vernacular of their countries and justification by faith became the watchwords of those lands in the 16th century. Luther did an even greater work than he could ever have imagined when he first opposed Tetzel's traffic in indulgences in 1517.